And we're live from Studio B. This is Proudly Made in Canada by Local Laundry. I am your co-host and co-owner, Mr. Connor Curran. And today we are very excited. We have uh, someone, a uh, very special guest, someone I just recently discovered, uh, another great Canadian-made company, Aria Events. And we have Roberta from Aria Events, Inc. Lovely to have you. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. This is really cool. I'm glad we connected. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so we make vents, very sexy commodity, (laughs) very sexy product. I'm sure the hottest product you've ever had on the podcast. You know, we're on a mission to make vents cool. So those grills that you find all over your house where your air conditioning and heating comes out of, we basically took those and reinvented them, pun intended. And yeah, we make them and sell them here in Canada. We just make better looking vents. That's pretty much what we do. And to say that you want to make vents cool and you make better looking vents is a huge understatement. I mean, when I kind of first stumbled across across your company, I was like, how are you going to make vents cool and sexy? But then you look at them and you're like, Okay, those are those are really cool. So if, if you're listening right now, like stop right what you're doing, stop listening and go to Aria Events Inc. What's the what's the website? Ariavent.com. Ariavent.com, check it out because they literally are like nothing you've ever seen before. And some of the stuff I was listening on your guys and some of your previous interviews was that you were saying how this guy had spent like millions of dollars on revamping his home and and make and like going all out. And the only thing that these people were talking about was your events. You know? Yeah, it's kind of wild. We got people excited about vents, something that was just like a little accessory finishing item that nobody really thought about. They just go to the hardware store, drop whatever in there. And we decided to take, you know, that essential forgotten mechanical component and flip it on its head and make it something that people actually want to talk about. The amount of customers that we have tell us, you know, people come into my house and the first thing they ask me about are my vents. And they're just like in shock about how excited people are about vents. And we're like, that's awesome. That's really cool. If you can get excited about vents, you're a friend of ours. Like, So yeah, it's been fun. It's been a good time. Tell us how you got started. Where, where did the idea come from? Yeah, so I take no credit for the idea. My dad is the inventor. He is just, you know, he's an interesting man, to put it in a nice way. He... It really has like an inventor's mentality. He, we call him like a mad scientist because, you know, my whole childhood, my dad's coming up with whack ideas. You know, my, my family, we indulge him and, you know, we give him an ear whenever we can. And so when he came up with this product, we were like, okay, Paolo, yeah, this is nice. Okay. Like you could, like you would do when a kid brings home like a drawing from school. That's like, eh. and yeah. And then he, he kind of baited me in to just helping him, launch it and then slowly by slowly he just left me breadcrumbs and we after like two and a half years we looked back and we were like whoa I think we have a business here let's make this a full-time thing and that's pretty much how we became vent people but yeah it's it's been fun I work alongside my dad we have a really good working relationship what did you do beforehand what did what did your dad uh, do beforehand what did you do beforehand So my family has always had a family business. My parents own, they still own a marble manufacturing company. So they do like countertops and vanities, whatever with marble and stone. The time I started Ari event, I had just finished graduate school. I was working at my parents' company reluctantly. 
And I decided that I hated working for my family and I was going to travel for a while. And actually, that's how my dad got me back from I I was on a one way ticket to Central America. And obviously, he wasn't very thrilled about that. So that's kind of how he baited me home. He was like, oh, I have this idea. We're going to start this business. Like, just come home, help me. You know, you don't have a job. You don't have anything to come home to. And I was like, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I, I come from, I went to University of Western in Ontario and I studied MIT media information and technoculture. Yeah, it was an interesting degree. How much it applies to events now is, <laughs> you know, a bit of a stretch, but yeah. It's funny because I, you know, we're in completely different industries, but I feel like we have a lot of similarities, uh, you know, in, in kind of how, how we were brought up and, and how we kind of landed in the position we, we were in. Cause you know, kind of same thing for me, no business being in the clothing company and the, in the garment industry, you know, I, I could barely get myself dressed without my mom's help, you know, after about <laughs> six, seven years ago. Right. But it sounds like, it sounds like your parents made from a different country. My parents, you couldn't tell from my ginger beard came from Ireland. They immigrated here, you know, with little, little to nothing. And they, opened up their own business, right? And they did what every other Irish person does when they move to Canada, they open up an Irish pub. And I worked in it as well, you know, kind of a first job washing dishes and then work my way up to a bartender. And, and I think that's where I kind of derived, you know, a little bit of my entrepreneurial spirit, that that hardworking, that hardworkingness. And, and I look up, my, you know, my number one inspiration is, uh, is definitely my parents. And it sounds like it's a little bit of a similar path, you know, it's just, you know, maybe in a different world, I could have been in the vent game and you could have been in the clothing game, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think being around that kind of energy growing up, you don't really notice it because it's very subtle and it becomes very woven into the fibers of like who you become. But it is really like I grew up at my parents' business. My parents had a separate room, like a kid's room for me and my brother and sister, where we would go every day after school. Our summers were spent around people working. So, you know, like when my dad came to me with this idea, it wasn't the most absurd thing in the world. Like he has crazy ideas before and I've seen him take something from nothing to something. So, you know, the idea that this could actually turn into something wasn't as insane to me because he's done it before and I've seen it happen before my own eyes. Right. So, yeah. Well, now this is where you guys kind of took a different direction because most people, when they come up with an idea, especially one that requires manufacturing, a little bit of technical manufacturing, the number one thing they do is, is they just, okay, well, let's find some manufacturers overseas. But the thing that I, that I was most attracted to to our events is that not only do you guys have, have good looking, cool, cool events, but the fact that you're actually manufacturing them here, which speaks to my heart. So tell me a little bit about how you actually started manufacturing here. Yeah. So basically what we realized is when he came up with this product, we know we learned very quickly that nobody else had done it before. So it actually is a piece of intellectual property. We filed for a patent. Like I said, my dad's a bad scientist. So he files for patents like literally all the time. He loves doing that. The first thing he does when he has an idea, he files a patent and he gets a bunch of uh, domain names. So like we have, we own so many domain names for so many random things. What, what um, are, can, can I just ask what are some of the other patents that he owns? What are some of the other things that he's, he's invented? He has, so he's invented a lot of tools for the marble industry. So very boring safety tools for us that like 
I don't even fully understand how they work. He, when I was younger, he came up with an idea again with vents to create like an arm flailing tube man to go around a vent so that it will throw the air at the top of the house instead of like coming from the floor, it'll redirect the air to the ceiling. And he pitched that to me, I remember one night and I was like, you're crazy. And he's like, you can design the tubes for me. I was like, what's wrong with you, man? Like, Just chill. I don't think he patented that one because that one was terrible. But, you know, he, he comes up with like a lot of crazy ideas. And so the biggest risk for us, first of all, when we first started, we just wanted to do a proof of concept. So, you know, we just found a local manufacturer who we've ended up becoming very good friends with that could just do like a small run just so we can pass them around, see if this works, like see if this is a viable thing. And then we learned that when you have intellectual property, you know, going overseas, you kind of lose control of who has that and who has access to it. And so that was a big resistant like a big reason why we resisted going overseas. Basically, if you go overseas and you bring your drawings to a manufacturer and then you tell the manufacturer, yeah, I want to order, you know, 600,000 units of this. The manufacturer is going to be like 600,000 units of this. I don't know what this is, but if there's 600,000 units of it, then we can make it cheaper and sell it ourselves. And you hand over essentially a license to be like, please rip me off. Interesting. I never, never knew that. That's fascinating. Yeah, it depends. Like you really need to know who you're working with over there and have all that. And and simply put, my dad and I just didn't have the bandwidth for that. We have never made a, a consumer product. Their other company is like a local service, uh, like they're a tradesperson. So having a consumer product was a completely new animal for him and for me as well. And so we just said, you know, let's find people we trust, we like working with. You know, we need a manufacturer who can be very patient because my dad is coming up with new things all the time. They're also like a prototyping manufacturer for him. And we need like that kind of relationship. And yeah, that's that's essentially why, you know, the first initial reason why we stayed in Canada. And I kid you not, staying in Canada is becoming more and more difficult every time we speak to a large distributor or box store, they're applying pressure, applying pressure. You need to go overseas. You need to go overseas. And it just seems like that is the natural progression of things from everyone we speak to. Like you have to understand, like, as we move along, we're learning real time here. So, you know, the key is, is like, we're just talking to people who are smarter, more experienced than us and being like, what did you do? And everybody explains this natural progression that, you know, you can only stay in Canada for so long until you have to go elsewhere. So yeah, it's tricky. It's really hard to navigate. Yeah, you know, and we kind of face the same same thing, you know, because our path to growth was was through retail and that kind of thing. And we, we were in a bunch of big box stores as well. And and that was the same exact same thing we were getting, right? The the margins, you know, on, on Canadian made uh garments and that kind of thing, they just didn't work with a big box retailer. And that's when, you know, really the past six to eight months, you know, kind of when the pandemic hit, that's when we made the transition to, you know, pull out of retail and start focusing on you know, different areas of revenue. And now we're really focusing on creating B2B, you know, uh, garments, custom Canadian garments for, for different organizations, but it is hard. You know, you can see why most people don't manufacture here. And, and we thankfully look to like organizations like, like Canada Goose, you know, they have real expensive jackets and they've grown up to become an international icon. And it's like, if they can figure out how to maintain and stay here in Canada, then so could we, because it's such a vital part of the story. 
you know? Agreed. And there's, and there's other things that like, you know, obviously staying in Canada, you're not going to be making the cheapest things, but you can have intense quality control. So our products go through a lot of quality control at our manufacturers. And then as well, when we receive them here at our warehouses, you kind of lose that when you go overseas. That's something that's very valuable to us. And we kind of perceive that value to our end user. You're always going to have customers who are not happy with a higher price and Seemingly, those customers also seem to be the people who want to keep manufacturing in North America. And it's very challenging to, you know, kind of educate a consumer like, if you want things made here, this is the price that needs to be paid. Yeah. And there's a reason behind those prices, right? It's you're paying, you're paying livable wages, you're paying people that have health benefits, that if you're creating a labor environment, like there's a reason. And, and not to mention the quality, like you just, like you previously talked, the quality goes through the roof as well. And it's, it's a tricky lesson, but the, yeah, there, there is a premium price, but that's what I think kind of separates you from just your standard other vent suppliers, right? Is, is you are that premium product. Yeah, we want to make a kind of like an entire culture, a company culture among our employees, as well as like a culture of consumers uh, outside of our building people who we're selling to. And, you know, it's our job as a brand to communicate our value saying we do this, our prices are this because of X, Y and Z. This is what we value. If you value the same things, like come join us. If you want your cheap vents, like that's There's cool. plenty around. <laughs> yeah. Like that's kind of who we want to be talking to. And lucky for us, like it has been very successful and, and we're very happy. And it's just like so wild to us that we are able to cultivate this kind of community and culture with literally air vents. Like, yeah. <laughs> and again, I think that's what the genius behind your, your company is you've taken something that people look at every single day and you've made it relevant. You looked at it differently. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm just so impressed. But so, so you, you, you start out with a couple, couple of prototypes and just to prove of concepts. Then how, how do you grow from there? Yeah. So we started as an e-commerce store. We just said like, let's throw these online, see how they do. Our vents are literally the perfect size and weight to ship. Like it's <laughs> yeah. just like the perfect size product. We don't, it's, they're not that fragile. Like they're pretty solid. And so we started there. Instagram was a huge driver for us. Uh, we kind of kicked off at the same time where like people were starting to use Instagram for different reasons. And one of the biggest communities on Instagram that came up at the same time as us were contractors and installers and designers showing and sharing their craftsmanship and their work. And our event was just like good content. It was something new and different, something that looked good visually. And that's kind of what started growing our business. We had a lot of good relationships with tile distributors and flooring distributors in the GTA because my parents were also used to be tile importers before this previous business. And so, yeah, we just said like, can we just leave a display? Like, just give us some food for thought. Let us know what the contractors think, so on. And then it kind of tumbleweeded, tumbleweeded. I hate to use the express, like, I hate to give people the idea that things happen overnight because things really did not happen overnight. But, you know, you just keep dredging forward, just staying focused on what's ahead. And then every so often you look back behind you and you're like, oh my God, we've actually come a long way. Like, that's crazy. Like three months ago, we were not pushing these kinds of orders out. And that's 
pretty much how we've continued to go. And then about two years ago, we had a big breakthrough. Uh, Home Depot Canada noticed us. And that was just like a huge breakthrough for us. I think we were the smallest vendor that they had. Uh, we were pretty much doing everything. And now we're in a bunch of retail stores, specialty retail stores across Canada. We're in Home Depot on the actual shelves uh, in Canada. And we're working on building our distribution network in the U.S., you had asked how COVID was for us. Um, COVID was really good for us, actually. I guess people were just at home, you know, working from home, looking at their ugly vents, and we, you know, were a good solution for them. And one thing that we were really focused on was we wanted to kind of create a variety of different products with a variety of different of skill levels for installation. So we have products that are made for professionals. You know, they're a little bit trickier to install. They require a little bit higher skill. And then we have a slew of products that are meant for DIYers. So literally anybody can install these things. The finished product looks awesome. And it's just sim super simple. You know, we're attracting, they call the weekend warrior, you know, the DIYer. And our products are just like made for them. So, yeah. Awesome. So where do you want to take this thing? So we're expanding into more than vents. We don't just want to do vents. We basically want to provide a solution for any mechanical component that doesn't look great. So, you know, we're going to be launching a number of different things in, the, in this year, more towards the accessories. Just imagine anything on your walls that don't look great, we are going to have a solution for. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where so our is like, heading. Like, like light switches. And I'm trying to think of like other, like, uh, yeah, like yeah, outlet, outlet plugs and plates and that kind of thing. All of those things. So yeah, those are going to be coming out shortly. I think we're launching those in March or April. We're going to be doing light switch and wall plates and all of those things. Yeah. That's so exciting. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. If you had to give it one piece of advice for anyone either wanting to start a company or currently running a small business, what would your advice be? Very interesting. It's it's a weird position to be in to be giving other people advice because, you know, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Our, believe me, we all are. Like, just Not, fake it till you make it. No one will notice. You don't know what you're doing, right? <laughs> you know, I, um, I say the same thing all the time. I, I did my whenever people ask me for the advice I say like don't be afraid to look like the biggest idiot you know ask dumb questions and yeah fake it till you make it yeah you know, exactly I think, I think a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs suffer from like imposter, imposter. syndrome that kind of thing you know where Preaching it's like oh to they're the gonna find out about yeah <laughs> and I'm like I, I my this is like just kind of own it you know who cares if they don't think like no one's Everyone's too busy thinking about themselves that no one's thinking about you if, oh, is this person a real business person or not, you know? Yeah, I think that's that would probably be my advice. First of all, talk to people who are smarter than you. Hire people who are smarter than you. And when you're in a room with other people, just remember literally everybody's faking it. Nobody knows what they're talking about as much as you think they do because that's more than likely the truth. Or they have, were in a position, they were once in the position that you're exactly in, right? And then lastly, the other thing that we've kind of like been running with is like work for and with people who you like, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have kind of the choice to choose who you get to work with. If somebody is not enjoyable to work with, you have the choice to change your supplier, change your customer, change your vendor, like 
you know, that's the kind of one of the perks of, you know, doing what we do, right? You can just work with good people all the time if you want to. Yeah, like your dad. Yeah, like your dad. Or maybe don't work with your dad. It's up to you, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, lastly, tell us the website again and tell us uh, where people can uh, find your events and tell us some of your social media. Okay, so you can follow us on Instagram at ariavent or just ariavent at ariavent. Our website where you can buy our cool stuff is www.ariavent.com. And Home Depot. And you can buy them at homedepot.ca or you can buy them on our website, whichever you prefer. It's all good. Just buy our events and we're happy. There you go. Well, thank you so much, uh, Roberta. It was an absolute pleasure learning more about yourself your business and I can't wait to get some more event uh, events in our home. I'm looking forward Thank to it. Thank you so, so much. My pleasure. <laughs> this has been Proudly Made in Canada by Local Laundry. I'm your co-host and co-owner, Mr. Connor Curran, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Proudly Made in Canada by Local Laundry. We are your co-hosts and co-owners, Connor Curran and Dustin Paisley. You can find us anywhere, anytime at www.locallaundry.ca for all of our Canadian-made garments. You can find out what we're up to in the community at Local Laundry and all social channels. Sign up for our newsletter, sign up for our e-blast, and you can find all previous episodes of the podcast wherever you stream your podcast from. Until next time. Until next time.